0: This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All opinions or statements expressed on the program are solely those of Good News in Real Estate or their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. This program has been pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account. With convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Talk Radio 1210.
1: WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter always live on the free Odyssey app. This is Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your host. for the- and Kat Saris. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing great, Mark. Just great.
1: <laughs> is that sarcastic or are you doing good?
2: I'm doing fabulous.
1: Yeah, You're good. Any We're better I'd be twins. Be <laughs> We're excited to be here to talk to you every Saturday at 1 o'clock, but this week is actually at 3 o'clock, I think. WPHT Talk Radio. If you want to ask, ask us a question, give us a call. Uh, My number is 267-266-5501. What's your number, Dan?
2: My number is 609-605-7153.
1: And we're here every week to answer your questions, keep you informed, and help you in any way with your real estate needs. We are the only real estate show in the Philly market, so tune in every week. And thank you, Minus. She called me a couple times this week. She loves our show. (laughs) And you can listen to this show and past shows At our website, goodnewsandrealestate.com and also at WPHT's website. So what's coming up today?
2: Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have the market report. Yes. We have our business tips with Asking Dr. A. Of course, we have Mark's funny story. Got one for you. We also have our mortgage mom topic.
1: Which is what?
2: What am I going to do with all this equity in my house?
1: Good, good topic.
2: <laughs> All right, Mark. And we have a couple um, new questions. The first one is, can you be the broker of record for more than one real estate company in Pennsylvania? Good question. The next question is, how soon can a house be refinanced once it is off the real estate market? Next question is, can you take a capital loss when you sell a home at a loss? Next question is what does assignability mean in the real estate contract and how old do you have to actually be to purchase real estate in Philadelphia?
1: A lot of good questions there.
2: Yep, and Mark, today our topic of the day is what is a reverse mortgage? Very good. But first, give us your motivational quote.
1: And a motivational quote is the worst enemy enemy to creativity is self-doubt. So you got to not have fear. You got to take chances. If you never take a chance, nothing happens. Go to Spotify, Google (laughs) Kicks Philly, and you can listen. Got to take a chance to be free. And that's what that's (laughs) about. You don't take no chances, nothing happens.
2: Awesome. And you know, Mark, I want to mention real quick too, I want to say welcome Uh, home to Sarah. Um, She was my marketing developer. She had um, a little medical emergency in mykonos in greece they took her to crete she then went to university um, of pennsylvania in philadelphia and she is now home rehabbing with her parents so sarah welcome home i can't wait to see what the next chapter is going to be
1: very good i was worried about her yeah me too so what's coming up next deanne
2: so coming up next mark is our um, market report
1: And there is the bell. So anyway, the Federal Reserve, which I'm very leery of now, I think they overshot the market as a result, and they did it in a huge disservice. They did a huge disservice, I think, to the U.S. economy, especially the mortgage and the housing sector. I mean, they kept raising the rates. The inflation wasn't going down. It created a massive demand for home purchases as consumers competed to win sales, contracts and get a home with the low single digit interest rates we had, and we still have. And resulted in outrageous house prices and appreciation of approximately nationwide, 34%. That's a big number.
2: It's a huge nationally. number.
1: That was in just two year period. And that boxed out a lot of first time home buyers who found themselves unable to compete against buyers willing to place a non contingent offer or above full price. Which hopefully that's going to start slowing down. But what's worse is that the Federal Reserve, along with the stimulus legislation, I hate that. They, they should have just called it the Green Bill and a tax increase because that's what it was. Because I got like taxed 15% by all small business in response to the Piscamic, the, the, <laughs> put an excessive amount of spending power in the hands of the consumers. And the spending spree caught the entire nation off guard. It was unprepared to support the massive demand of goods and services. The supply chain shortages, especially with the price of gas and diesel, many of which remain still today, meant that everything from new cars, to basic random length numbers cost skyrocketed. Remember when- Oh my God, two, for sure. Two by four yes. was 14 yep. bucks. And the nation exhausted, with the nation exhausted with two years of cabin fever due to the pandemic began literally traveling everywhere all at once. Subsequent strategies and labor to staff airports, airlines, hotels, restaurants, and wardrobe prices up and availability down. And then the mortgage lenders and the realtors, the result akin to having an all-night binge in college, only to be faced with a horrific hangover the next day. It's a good way to put a it. Ma- a massive contraction in demand of mortgages, tighter margins, corporate layoffs, right sizing, and concerns about what the future may hold. So, you know, I think I'm optimistic about 23. I think things are going to calm down a little bit. And I think it's going to be a good opportunity for buyers. And it's going to be a great opportunity for sellers because this seller's market is not going away anytime soon. You know, we just don't have the inventory. So all in all... You know, but I think we're in good shape. It also
2: has to do with the rates, Mark. I mean, people are just not sure. And, you know, they're getting their information from all over the place. And I'm feeling pretty confident with the people that I know in the industry and, you know, the group of people that I'm affiliated, affiliated with all over the country that in the next 12 to 18 months, I mean, we're going to hit another major refinance boom. And that's what I'm preparing for right now.
1: Yeah. And the other thing is... It, the biggest problem is lack of knowledge The media does not exactly. talk about Our industry right? And you know what We we are in the one industry That you don't have to sell it It's already sold Nine Over 90% of people want to own a home Yeah, You just got to do the due diligence And you know Find them a home 48% of Philly you better wake up and start buying Because yeah, we just got rea- just w- w- Plus we, we just got reassessed Again our taxes went up and the rents are going to go up next year for sure. Right. So, you know, that 15% tax on a small business, somebody's paying that. And I guarantee it's not going to be the landlords. Tell us about the rates.
2: Yeah. And just to add on the end to that, I mean, people really need to do an analysis of their situation. What are your goals? What are you looking to accomplish? And and what does that actually look like on paper? You know, are you paying that 28% credit card debt? Like, let's have a conversation is, is my biggest point. Yeah. All right. Speaking of rates, you have your 30-year fixed at 6.50%. You have your 15-year at 6.25%. You have your FHA, which is at 6%. Your VA, which is also at 6%. Now, remember, these rates are also based on credit score. Um, they're nationwide. They're not just in our you know metro area. So, um, take a look at you know what you need to accomplish as i said before those arms really aren't helping people right now they're the same um as your 30-year fix but you're there's points attached to it so you just have to be careful right like i said and deal with a consultant not necessarily that somebody's just putting a plan together and doesn't know what they're doing
1: get in the game you gotta you gotta take a couple swings or you're never going to get a hit All right, so with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the
0: time. We'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, not here for our profit, here for yours.
1: Welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, All positive. All the time. So where are we at, Dan?
2: So, Mark, we are <laughs> up to your funny story. Better so I got be a good one, one.
1: It's an all right one. So all this blonde right. woman last year replaced all of her windows in her house with that very expensive double-pane, energy-efficient kind. And today she got a call from the contractor installed them. And he was complaining that the work has been done for a whole year a a year ago and she still hadn't paid for them she said just because i'm a blonde doesn't mean i'm automatically stupid she told him just what his fast talking salesperson had told her a year ago that in one year these windows would pay for themselves (laughs) she goes hello (laughs) it's been a year she told him there was only silence on the other end of the line so finally she just hung up he never called back and she Betty felt like an idiot after that call.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> that, that was a good one. That was a that good was one. A good Hello? <laughs> 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 oh, my God. If you have a funny story, send it to 8029 at Comcast.net or give us a call at 267 266 Fifty five oh one,
1: and now it is time for the mortgage mom segment with the Aunt Cat Sarris from the largest mortgage company in the world, GreenTree Mortgage, and her topic <laughs> is: Are we? What are we going to do with all this equity we have in our home?
2: <laughs> you got it, Mark. <laughs> you got it. I got it. And it's and it's almost the end of the year too, uh, so you did um,
1: well. Yeah, I'm like
2: maybe I'm like five for one hundred fifty. <laughs> I mean, if you look outside, it's been pouring, it's freezing, and you may be thinking now is a great time to buy a second home or even an investment property, maybe on the beach, maybe in the Poconos. I want to do the Poconos because that's like a twenty, a 12-month rental. You can rent it in the summer, everybody that wants to go to the lake, and you can rent it in the winter where everybody wants to go skiing. So that's a win-win. But,
1: but They are good, except I get cabin fever when I go to the mountains. i am good for about <laughs> three days and then like, where's my what?
2: <laughs> oh yeah. And then you're done. Well, you may be thinking now is a great time to buy a second home or an investment property, but having enough money for the down payment on a new home is often one of the biggest struggles that people are facing. So with a second home, you need a minimum of 10% down. And with an investment property on a single family, it's going to require a minimum of 15% down.
1: But there's tons of people out there sitting on tons of equity, trillions of dollars of equity.
2: A hundred percent. And many people don't want to tap into their 401k or their cash right now. But you may be wondering if it's possible to tap into the equity that you have in your existing house or your primary residence. So for some homeowners, you may be able to leverage the equity you have built up in your existing home in order to buy another one.
1: Right. Because that money's not doing anything.
2: It is and not then, doing it. And then
1: I'm going to drop dead, and then my kid's going to, like, just have this house and take a trip around the world, and that'll be it.
2: Hey, I mean, you might as well enjoy it, right, while well, you can use it. So <laughs> That's right. The first option, and especially with the last three years, I mean, people have a ton of equity in the house. So the first option you might gone. want to consider— is to refinance your existing home with a cash-out refinance home loan. But right. wait, I'm at 3.5%. I'm at 4%. And the rates right now are at 7 So what? Right. So what? Right. Right? So the cash can be used from, the, from your refinance. You can model your new home. You can pay off your bills. You can put your kids through college. But this can also be used as a down payment on another property. Right. Now, there is often season requirements on the down payment funds when you buy a new home, so you're going to want to check with the lender like me on the requirements. But refinancing your existing property may allow you to tap into your equity and use it for a down payment on another home. And I I know I say this on every show, but Discover's up over 30% interest. Right. If you have a credit card with $10,000 balance and up to 30% of an interest and you're making minimum payment, how long is it going to take you to pay that off?
1: Forever. That's like credit care. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Take your dog to the vet and let them convince you to use that company. (laughs) So it'll outlive the dog.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly right. And so is the debt on your credit card. But Uh, with a cash out refinance, your total loan amount typically cannot exceed 80% of the home's value. So you get an appraisal, multiply that by 80% minus the mortgage uh, balance that's on there, and that's what you're going to have is your down payment.
1: And some of that cash you could use to buy some points, then buy the rate down, too. And Absolutely. then three to five years from now, every cycle goes through. We go through this all the time. Yep. Four or five-year cycle, rates come back down.
2: Yeah. I'm going to say in 12 to 18 months, that's where we're going to be. That's when we're going to have our refinance boom. Why? But Joe,
1: Joe well, Biden's going to turn the spigot on? Is that what you th- you're predicting? <laughs>
2: I'm not predicting that, but I am also predicting that you could take out a second mortgage. So that's another way to tap in the equity to your existing home is to take out a second mortgage. You could do a line of credit or otherwise known as a home equity line of credit. Right. And the HELOC, what works like a line of credit against your home, you don't have to draw all the funds out. You can use what you need and that's what you're paying on. So even if you want to use it as a rental um, or you want to fix it up and sell it. So, right. there, again, there are seasoning requirements for a down payment. So, you want to plan ahead. Call me. I'll tell you what the strategy right, is for doing right, this. I got to
1: stop. What's the seasoning?
2: 60 days.
1: And who came up with that rule? So,
2: your government... They just want to make sure that you didn't. It, you can't take out another loan in this scenario, Mark. So, the underwriter looks at it. If it's been in the account for sixty days, they're not going to ask where it
1: came any, from. Any county?
2: Sixty so first day, we're going to pull the bank statements.
1: Any county requirements on this?
2: Any county requirements? Yeah,
1: yeah. Do you have to live in a particular county?
2: You do not. <laughs> You do not. Right. All right. Equity lines of credit usually have a variable interest rate, which means your payments could skyrocket over the course of time. So, you want to be careful and know exactly what the plan is going to be right. so that we can refinance that home equity, you know, into either a shorter term or something that is not a variable. So, if your payments fall within your budget, then a cash-out refinance or an equity line, you know, may make sense. If the funds are tight, then the cons may outweigh the pros. So you got to, again, take a look at it from a consultant point of view. So whether you decide. Yeah, you got to do the math. You got to do the math and you have to see what what your cash flow is, what the interest that you're saving over a period of time. We just consolidated a home equity line of credit for a woman last week where she had a small balance on her current mortgage. And she had a larger amount on the HELOC, but she took this out in 2019 when her payment was $400. Now in 2022, it's at $847. So it more than doubled. But we were able to do a refinance for her, take out the equity that's in her house. Um, We're also able to increase her cash flow by $700 and some dollars a month. So it's a win-win. There's all kinds of but, things
1: you can do if you only, I, I guarantee you, there are so many people that could buy a condo down the shore or something Yep. that they just don't think they could afford it, but they, they're basing it on that. They don't think, because they don't yeah, know. If you
2: don't ask, if you, you know, don't ask, the answer's no. Right. So you may be sitting on an opportunity to expand your home ownership with the equity in your existing home. So and you don't even know it. Whatever. Huh?
1: And they don't even know it.
2: And they don't even know it. But whatever you decide, be sure you're working with your accountant, your financial advisor, and of course, you know, a licensed mortgage professional like myself. Give me a call at 609-605-7153. Let me do the numbers for you. Let's see if it's going to be a win-win for you or not.
1: Just the way the numbers are running across the country with uh, equity and the trillions. (laughs) We're the fifth largest media market in the country. I guarantee you, there's tons of people in our area that could buy another home if they only knew how to do Without it. Without a doubt. Without
2: a doubt. Especially with and the forty. The higher the interest rate, Mark, the higher the interest rate means, you know, you're paying for not being in a competitive market right now. You're not spending thirty, fifty thousand dollars over asking price. And within twelve months we can refinance you into the lower rate right. if it makes sense. That's right. It all makes sense. All right. So coming up next is going to be our questions and answers. All
1: right. That was a good topic. Very good. Very, very, very good job, Deanne. <laughs> so with that, you're listening you. to Good News in Real Estate here on 1210 WPHD, All positive all the time. We'll be right back.
0: Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. The Del- this program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate.
1: All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on twelve ten WPHD. All positive, all the time on Good News in Real Estate. So where are we at, Dan?
2: We are up to trying to see where we want to buy our second home. I think it could uh, be a write off for us. It could be a business transaction.
1: Right. It could be an, I have an office in it, and I break the whole thing off.
2: There you go. All right. But we are up to our questions and answers. The first question is, can you be a broker of record for more than one real estate company in PA?
1: I had a guy call me from Florida and asked me this question. And what he does for a living, he becomes broker of record for different companies. So somebody wants to open a real estate company and they're not a broker. You can hire a broker of record to be your broker. And he asked me this question. And the answer is yes. In Pennsylvania, you can be a broker of record, which a lot of people don't know the difference between a realtor and a broker. But, you know, it's I used to think, oh, the brokers. I'm like way over that. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, that, most, that most, went away quickly. Most,
1: most of them are broke. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but it's like, you know, that's usually who runs the office. But you don't have to be the broker, broker of record to own a real estate company. You just got to be the, one of the principals on the articles of incorporation and the marketing agreement and all that. And you can hire a broker of record. Some of them charge, like I paid one one time, like two grand a month. and But like he charges... I don't know if I should say what he charges, but he's reasonable. so you can, and he could run like 20 companies, beat a broker record for like 20 companies in Pennsylvania. Now he has the liability and all that, but he has he'll make sure that you know he's not doing it for some company that's got a bunch of violations on their license or they don't have no compliance for liability and or whatever. But the answer to the question is yes. I get a lot of calls about getting a broker's license, and I always ask them why. Because these real estate agents, a lot of them are not real good business people, and they just want to see their name in lights. Right. <laughs> and there's other ways to go about having a team that I teach that, you know, you don't have to go through all that, being the broker. You know, I like it when they used to come in my office, the real estate commission, and where's the broker? I say, that's him over there. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next one? But the answer the is yes.
2: Que- yes. The next question is, how s- how soon can a house be refinanced once it's off the real estate market? So if you have your house listed, um, once it's off the MLS for 30 days, you can refinance. Wow. Quick and short. All right. Next question is, can you take a capital loss when you sell your home?
1: I, will, anyway? I, was, think, I was thinking that question meant that after they
2: you bought refinance it. Refinance once it's off. It could go either way. It could go either way. To answer your question, if you bought a house and you want to refinance, you have to make six payments, and then you can refinance.
1: All right. So, we got both answers. All right. There you go.
2: All right. The next question is, can you take a capital loss when you sell a home at a loss?
1: Yeah, if you don't make a profit. I mean, right. uh, I'm not an accountant. I don't give an accountant advice. Uh, you could call my accountant, <laughs> but it's, but, I, but it seems to me if you don't make a capital, a a, uh, and you don't net something, you take a loss, a profit, a profit right? you're at a loss, and you don't pay capital gains on a loss. All I hate right, next I question. hate capital what does gains.
2: <laughs> it, well. It could go both
1: ways. What he's proposing is 39.6%. That's what he wants in the Build Back Better, Destroy Your Life campaign. (laughs) 39.6%. That's 40% to the government when you sell your house.
2: And they're here to help.
1: They're here to help. We're here to collect. All right, what's next?
2: (laughs) The next question is, the next question is, what does assignability mean in real estate contract?
1: All right. You know, I, I i got I just got one of these questions. Somebody called me about this because they right. were buying something and this guy came to them and said, I want to buy your property. He was going to sell it and he through a network, the guy found out that he wanted to sell, right? He didn't have it listed or or for sale by owner. Anyway, the guy approached him, and he wrote up a contract, and he put in the contract him or any or his assignee, and the person called me. They asked me what that meant. What that meant? Well, I told him basically that means that he might not be the buyer, that he's going to grab this contract, and you're going to say this was like around a hundred grand or something. It wasn't that much money, and it was a real small two bedroom. And I said he. He's gonna buy it off you for like a hundred, and then he might assign this to somebody else and sell it to them for one twenty, and he makes twenty thousand. And you think all the time that he's the buyer, and then it's settlement. Now, this is the ones that I don't like that are unethical. Then you show up at settlement, and somebody's there that you never met before, and they're the buyer, and then you wonder, wait a minute. He's paying one twenty. Why didn't I get I could have made one twenty. Now all right. that's all right if it's all disclosed up front. And he tells you what he's gonna yep. do.
2: That's your A to B, B to C contract.
1: I know, but a lot of times, especially a few years ago when everything was really booming and the investor, there was a lot of these. And then and some of them were high. And then, you know, all of a sudden they thought they sold the house to one person and they get the settlement and there's somebody they never met there is the buyer and, and the other right. guy
2: and, then jacked and up they the jacked price. the price
1: up. And then, you know, if it's not disclosed, now you got a seller that's going, wait a minute, I could have made another 30, 40 grand here. So how are you helping right. me? So that is unethical, I think. But if it's all disclosed up front and I said to you, listen, I'll write a contract up. I'll give you a hundred thousand, but if I make anything above that, I'm going to keep it. Is that all right with you? And I said, sure. I don't care. I just want a hundred grand. That's all right. But sneaking them at the table and all of a sudden there it's uh it's he gave it to him for a hundred and the guy makes sells it for one fifty and he makes fifty thousand more, then I'd have a problem with that. Yeah. So that's, that's right. what an assignability is the good and the bad.
2: There's a second part to that question and it says how old do you have to be to purchase real estate in Pennsylvania?
1: Eighteen. 18. 18 years old yep. i had a i had a problem one time i had a guy that was only 17 and it, we we never thought of it he looked a little older he had his act <laughs> together he had a plenty of money that my one of my agents wrote the contract up we're starting to get close to se- settlement and uh, they asked him for his driver's license and he was only 17 oh
2: my god and,
1: and he really had his act together i was like man we got to put this in somebody else's name to solve this problem because you're on a roll, dude. You're right. at 17 years old and buying a property already. I was proud of them.
2: Yeah. That's awesome. All right, what's
1: the last question.
2: All right. The last question is what is the meaning of due diligence?
1: Due diligence. You hear a lot of in, in commercial, but even in a re- residential contract, you should do your due diligence, like get a home inspection, you know, an appraisal a termite inspection, that's part of your due diligence, making you know?
2: sure that the property is sound. And right
1: in right. in commercial real estate, it could be a little more involved. It could be uh, doing figuring out what the building's worth, what the equipment's worth, Getting and what the is rent the rolls. And, what, and what the rent rolls or what is the business worth. Right. General rule of thumb: businesses are worth like thirty percent of their gross, or two to three, three years times, of their right. net, maybe two to three years of their net plus a little goodwill. Equipment loses value quickly, 50 cents on a dollar, and then the building. So then you, that's how you figure out what a business is worth. Right. Because, you know, they always ask for like, yeah, I had a last bar I did. The guy won it like a million three. And the building was worth like six. So I said, all right, show me your books. He goes, I don't have any books. <laughs> that's that's the problem with that's small business. That's problem. They hide everything from the IRS. But when you go to sell, you can only sell what you can prove. Right. So my guy had a rent with an option to buy. All right.
2: Very good. All right, Mark. So coming up next is going to be our topic of the day, and what is a reverse mortgage?
1: So that with that, you listen to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, the number one station in Philly. All positive all the time. We'll be right back.
2: So, Mark, we are up to our topic of the day, which is what is a reverse mortgage? But does that mean Tom Selleck's coming on?
1: I don't know. I hate those commercials, boy. That one and the guy <laughs> selling the gold. I like to shoot both of them. They're oh. constantly on. And you got to be really careful. We had a guy years ago that did uh, reverse mortgages that used to come on his show. and But you want to be careful who you work with with this. A reverse mortgage is a loan for senior homeowners that uses a portion of the home's equity as collateral. The loan generally does not have to be repaid until the last surviving homeowner permanently moves out of the property or passes away. And at that time, the estate, approximately six months to repay the balance of the reverse mortgage, or sell the home to pay off the balance. All the remaining equity is inherited by the estate. The estate is not personally personally liable if the home sells for less than the balance of the reverse mortgage. I, I Now I didn't know that. Eligibility for reverse mortgages, the eligibility, uh, the Federal Housing Administration requires all homeowners be at least 62 years old. So that means I got to like wait like, what, eight years or something?
2: Yeah, and right.
1: The home must be owned f- free and clear of all existing liens, but be able to be satisfied with the reverse That's- mortgage. If there is a mortgage balance, it can be paid off completely with the proceeds of the reverse mortgage loan at closing. Generally, there are no income or credit score requirements for a right. reverse mortgage. Eligible right. home types, almost all home types are eligible. However, mobile homes, the ones with the wheels that you can fu- you can move, <laughs> have been <laughs> built in the last 30 years. The land must be owned. It must be on a permanent foundation. It must meet the FHA inspections. And some condos and townhouses may be eligible as well. Difference between a, f- a reverse mortgage and a home equity loan. Basically, you just talked about it. In a home equity loan, you're taking a line of credit or doing a E-lock or doing something right. like that. Uh, and, tr- and you make monthly payments and you eventually repay it. A reverse mortgage has no income or credit score requirements. And instead, of making monthly payments to the lender, the homeowner receives from the lender. So with a reverse mortgage, the amount that can be borrowed is determined by FHA formula. I love that. Who makes these formulas up? I like to go to one (laughs) meeting, just one meeting I get invited to. That that considers age, the current interest rate, the appraised value of the home. The more value value the home has up to a certain point – higher loan amount will be depending on the lending limits. So as stated previously with the traditional loans, homeowners are still required to make monthly payments, but with a reverse mortgage loan, this typically not due as long as the homeowner lives in the home. And I always think about that. Remember that years and years ago, we've been on the air 14 years. Remember that late story I told you about that little old lady that was living in like that $700,000 house in uh, Winwood, all by herself, and it was leaking, and I felt so sorry for her, and yeah, she had dangly. like and she had like seventy thousand in credit card debt, and they were counting her every day, and she had yeah. no mortgage. Right, and I was like, "Where is the family?" I was there on a cold, rainy Friday yeah. night, and yeah, I helped yeah, her yeah. out. And then the family showed up, and I thought, just because money, they're here. But then, right. in the end, I did a good deed. And the daughter sent me a really long, long, that's the kind of person that's suffering for, and could have like a couple thousand a month coming in along with their social security and a whole better quality of life sure. if they would do this, you know, but nobody ever told him how it works and they're they're scared and the commercials are scary and you know
2: they feel like they're going to get taken advantage of especially right. you know with the whole rap when the contractors and they did they took advantage of senior some citizens
1: people, some people did i yeah, uh, you know sure. it doesn't matter what the deal is The people either have ethics or they don't Right. So can outliving the reverse mortgage or not cannot be outlived as long as the, one of the homeowners is in the home as their primary residence and maintains the home in accordance with FHA requirements, keeping the taxes and the insurance current, the loan does not become due. Estate inheritance in the event, the death or an event that the home ceases to be a primary resident for more than 12 months, the homeowners estate can choose to repay the verse, reverse mortgage or put the home up for sale. If the equity in the home is higher than the balance of the loan, remaining equity belongs to the estate. And the sale of the home is not enough to pay off the the lender can take a loss and the reimbursement from FHA. No other assets are affected by a reverse mortgage. For example, investments, second homes, cars, other valuable possessions cannot be taken from the estate to pay off a reverse mortgage, which is a good thing. So all in all, it's it, it's it's case it's by just case It's really
2: hard it's it, case I by mean, case it, it is case by case and it's really you know, hard
1: it, I, I hate to interrupt but i have a it's, lot of senior citizen friends that i know that they're living <laughs> on social security and a small pension and they got a ton of equity and they could be getting next right. maybe 1500 a month two grand a month and their whole life changes now they take vacations maybe they buy another house do something else they got more income, yeah, and they're not using coupons at the store. You know, no. they're the ones that I think should really know about that.
2: And and you have to be careful because. You have to deal with somebody that's been in the business. You're not going to do a one eight hundred number. There's a lot of local um, loan officers that do do reverse mortgages. You have to find somebody that's been in the business for a while that understands the ins and outs of it. Because honestly, you know we have a couple reverse mortgages right now where the the parents have passed away and we're trying to get a payoff, and it's it's really hard to get a payoff if you're not dealing with a local company
1: we used to have a guy we got to get we got to get a a reverse mortgage sponsor on our show because all the baby boomers are in this possible market now you know
2: yeah and they all have equity in the house as well a lot of them don't
1: even have mortgages And, and if they had a couple thousand more a month they're they're taking vacations they're taking trips they're buying boats whatever
2: yeah and it it takes a big burden off of off the family as well because, um, with all that equity, what are you going to do with it? I mean, are you just going to leave it to the kids? Was that the goal? I mean, let's let's enjoy it now. I mean, perfect perfect example. You know, let them live their life.
1: I mean, I might be getting my own apartment if see <laughs> <C> is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, all right anyway but
2: again we'll look into that we'll look into seeing um i have a, i have a couple people that i know that do the reverse mortgages we'll yeah. interview we should them.
1: have a reverse reverse mortgage sponsor on yeah, our we'll show we'll have them no doubt. come
2: on as a topic that's a good all idea right. all
1: right so where are we at
2: all right mark so we are up to our segment with dr a and today our topic is continuing with understanding and improving emotional intelligence
3: so welcome, Dr. are Very Ed. good.
1: Hi, Dr. Evelson. How are you?
3: I'm doing fantastic. How are you guys? Doing well. Thank you. We are
1: good. So let's pick up from where we left off. So we're talking about today, what part of this?
3: What we're doing today is we're talking about the um, self-regulation, or not self-regulation, social regulation. It's the extent to which you effectively interact with others and you're able to control your emotions and you don't let their emotionality interfere with your ability to communicate and work with them. It's it's basically the the fifth component of emotional intelligence and it deals with how well you can put it all together and make it work for you.
1: I got a big meeting with my teachers this week, so I'm interested. So tell me, what, <laughs> what can I do to be more warm and fuzzy?
3: <laughs> oh, good luck with that. Uh, I, I'm going to need a couple days to help you with that one more.
1: Uh, get out of here. I'm pretty warm and fuzzy, man.
3: <laughs> Dan, I,
1: I'll tell you who I am. I'm a D that needs 10 minutes to warm up and then I'm an I.
3: Okay. All right. Well, I'll keep that in mind because the program's been going on for 40 minutes. So you should be a lovable type of guy at this point.
2: And he still cuts me I off. am.
3: <laughs> Anyhow, when it comes to self re- social regulation, There there was a book that was written on getting to yes, right? The objective here is to get everybody to get together. It's it's a classical book. But one of the main points is when you're trying to work with others, especially when it comes to emotions, get away from the desire and get into what has to happen or what needs to happen because people's desire or interest is always much more difficult to compromise on than what they really need to have in the relationship or what they really need to have out of that. For example, if I'm buying a real estate property, uh, I want to get it as low as I can, and I want to pay the fewer fees that I have to. All right. Well, but... She has needs in the relationship too, and that's not going to work for her. So so what has to happen is you have to get to what are the requirements or what are, are the needs on both sides or everybody in the relationship, and you work from what the true needs are or the requirements are and not what the desires are. That's good advice because
2: I, I – Thank you, Dr. A., because nobody asks about my needs. I do. I
1: do. <laughs> <laughs> I always ask her, what's the most important thing you want to talk about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: To the (laughs) point, I got about 30 seconds.
1: Tell me.
3: (laughs) Well, well, there's another technique that goes along well with that, and we've talked about it many times before. Uh, And that technique is to keep it remember your mouth and your ears, all right. And your mouth is – you have one mouth and two ears. And what you need to do is you need to use that in proportion of what you have them in. So you should spend twice as much time listening as you spend time talking. Uh, and that I've yeah. heard that growing up. And, and you still don't believe it. So, so, so what happens is you need to make sure that when you're interacting with people, you spend a lot more time really trying to listen to what they're saying and what's important to them and not be talking about what's important.
1: For you. I learned that from you, doctor, and I've been using it for years because I always thought I knew what people wanted. I had no clue. And that one line, what's the most important thing that we need to talk, solve, the, solve all that problems for me.
3: Absolutely. So if you're interested in, in getting involved with our motion intelligence. We're always running a course. Contact us at abelson.net and we'd love to work Very with you. Very good. That was a good topic. I like that topic.
2: That was great. Thank you, Dr. A. And if you have any questions, you can email them to Mark at 8029 at comcast.net or give him a call at 267-266-5501. You can also email me at Katzaris at comcast.net or give me a call at 609-605-7153
1: i tell you, the business people out there should pay attention to Dr. Wright. He can solve a lot of problems, but you should listen to our podcast. And a special thanks to all of our listeners and our sponsors for keeping us on the air for 14 years. We're going into 23, Deanne. It'll be 15 years here I can't on Talk it. Radio 1210 WPHT. Hope you have a great week. With that, I'm Mark Cumberland.
2: I'm Deanne Katsarish, your mortgage mom.
1: You've been listening to Good News in Real Estate on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All
0: positive, all positive all the, all the time. time thanks for listening to good news in real estate if you'd like to contact mark cumberland or deanne katsaris or listen to any of the past shows go to goodnewsinrealestate.com. program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All opinions or statements expressed on the program are solely those of Good News in Real Estate or their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. This program has been pre-recorded.